Hey, Joy Starters. This is Rachel Joy Barbeau. Hope you're doing well. Faith, fitness, and audaciousness. That's our theme for this season. And this episode is a walk down memory lane. You know, I occasionally do these, occasionally take you back to interviews or opportunities or teachings that really, really resonated with me and with the people that I taught and the people that I interviewed and the people that watched it. And I want to pull it out of the vault for you. So this is my very first blueprint, my very first joy blueprint that I taught. It was a multi-week course. It was live. We had a uh, a worksheet. Uh, we had people participating. It was amazing. I taught a second one that became the joy blueprint year before last, but this was the very first talk that I gave on your field of dreams, your FOD. That's what I call it. You're fun. And this so goes along with everything that we're teaching and talking about with faith, fitness, and audaciousness. So buckle up and enjoy this teaching on your field of dreams. I'm living it out right now. I am living proof of if you don't quit, if you keep pushing, if you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. Right. And I've even been to the real life field of dreams. You'll hear about that in the teaching um, from this vault episode. And I just want to encourage you to build it, to plow your corn, to be audacious, to dream big, baby. I love you guys. And I'm so thankful for you. Rachel Joy Barbeau here. So excited to have you along. I told you that I was gonna be coming to you from lots of different places. And this happens to be my mama's back porch swing. Um, we sat many a time here, sitting side by side, hand on each other's lap, and uh, just a swinging and a talking, swinging and a talking. That's a, that's a Southern thing, but um, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad because I have something really special for you today. I have been, um, I have been repeating this. It's been in my blood. I feel like I want to get a tattoo of it. it. It's been something I've lived by for the longest time. And it's this idea, if you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. I love the movie Field of Dreams. I've always loved it. Now, listen, if you haven't seen it, this episode is really going to make more sense if you have seen it. So I want you to watch it through and then you can go back. You can share it. You, because we love you to like, subscribe, share, like, subscribe, share. Um, but watch the movie. Please watch the movie. Okay? I hosted the first ever Blueprint, which is my five-week mastermind e-course um, that I created. And I took a year to figure out how I wanted to create it, what I wanted to teach. But it's everything that I teach, and I'm changing the narrative at corporations, at churches, at schools. And people have asked me for years, I want to hear one of your talks. I want to hear one of your talks. Well, 60 people signed up to be a part of this um, amazing inaugural ride. And this was one of the weeks that I taught on, and it was your very own field of dreams. Please go watch it. If you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. So this episode is unlike any other. many um, affirmations every single day, every single week of my life. And if you leave this course with a ton of things, but one thing I, I want you to leave with, and that's your eyes wide open for these many miracles that happen to you every single day. 
So I'm in my new CrossFit gym the other day and, um, and, a, and a lady comes up to me afterwards and everybody there's really nice. But if you, um, if you are like me, you know, starting anything new, being in a new place, it's kind of nerve wracking, right? Like it's, you know, you're like, are they going to like me? Like, is this weird? Like, you know, the whole nine yards. And this lady walks up to me and she said, oh my gosh, you know, my, um, my son and I saw your stuff. Um, you know, I, I think it's, you know, we think you're awesome. And he plays football and we saw your picture with Shaq and this is so cool and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and she said, what do you do now? And I told her about, I'm changing the narrative. And she said, you know, Rachel, that's really needed. And then she started to cry. She got tears in her eyes and she said, you know, it's so needed, especially with people like me. She said, I'm just a mom. She said, but I know I'm meant for more than that. And I said, oh, honey, did you just meet the right person? I said, you don't even know me yet. But do you know that you just met the right person, right? And I said, I'm going to send you some stuff via email. So it was just a mini affirmation, a mini miracle that what I'm doing here with you guys, what I'm doing with my life is what I am meant to do, that I'm literally walking and living my F-O-D. And whether your F-O-D is you or whether your F-O-D is a thing, a passion project, something you want to leave work for in a year, maybe we got a plan, whatever that looks like. I want you to walk on your F-O-D and in your F-O-D for the rest of your life. Because I got to tell you something, kings and queens, I cannot imagine. And I loved sports casting. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. But it no longer brought me joy. It no longer brought me purpose. It no longer brought me peace. I am walking and living my FOD. And I cannot imagine life any other way. If I was still a sportscaster and not brave enough to make the jump, I not I would not have created this e-course and I would not be here with you. I wouldn't. It's a simple fact. I wouldn't be going after grants with uh, with Allison School and I wouldn't be meeting with um, corporations this week and meeting with a huge grant this week um, for this movement. But I'm walking and living in my FOD and I want the same for you. I want the same for you. So when you are watching the movie, now I'm crying. When you're watching the movie, back to your homework. I want you to remember, because there's so many characters in this movie that are so great that apply to your FOD. Okay. I want you to remember and really pay attention to the gymnasium scene. Does anybody remember the gymnasium scene with the wife, Annie, when Annie stood up when they wanted to burn books? Did anybody? Okay. All right. So if you're going to be watching the movie this week, I'm telling you, you're going to, I know you're going to email me and you're going to say, if you haven't seen it in a while or never seen it, you're, I, I fully expect you to email me and go, oh my word, Rachel. Like, I literally cannot not cry during the movie or not have chills during the movie. It's just that poignant to me. It's about forgiveness and love and dreams and honor and going for it and, and not selling out. It's got like so many themes and it's awesome. But I want you to remember um, to be an Annie, right? And so in that uh, particular scene, she stands up 
to the town bully and tells her that she's a, you know, a something, something, something cow. You don't have to call somebody names. But basically, I want you to remember that there are going to be people that come against your dreams. And, and I want you to know that you have to have the courage to stand up against them. They are going to, the haters are going to come, baby. The haters are going to come on you. Do you have the courage in your FOD? You can see the finish line when nobody else can. Do you have the courage to stand up for the haters? So when y'all watch that movie, um, and again, if you've seen it or not seen it, just rewatch it for me. Just please do it. It's so good. I want you to send me a message or something or an email or a pigeon or something and tell me how hyped you get when Annie is in that gymnasium yelling at that lady and saying, we're not going to burn books. It's Terrence, man. It's awesome. He stands for peace and love and joy. I want you to be an Annie. As much as I want you to be a Kevin Costner in the movie and plow the dang corn, he never would have done it without Annie. So maybe it's your friend. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your child. Maybe your child comes to you and says, Matt, I don't want to go to college. I'm just throwing this out there, Matt. This hasn't happened to Matt. I want to go to trade school or, or dad, I want to do this. I want, I want to do something different. Have courage. Have bravery enough to support your kids, your family, your coworker. Maybe you got a coworker that came to you and said, I am miserable. I want to leave. I got this plan. Be an Annie. Write that down. Be an Annie. If you've been subscribed to this podcast for any amount of time, you know I coach. I talk about it. But maybe you're not in the place financially, emotionally, psychologically, time-wise, where you can undertake coaching right now but you could take a course. Did you know you could go to rachelbarbeau.com and hit course and take the joy blueprint? Yes, the second time around that I taught the blueprint, I recorded it and made it into a course. It's got a worksheet for each week. It's five weeks worth of lessons and you can grab that today. You can start today and get on the joy train, rachelbarbeau.com. I'd love to see you there. The other thing that I that I loved <laughs> is um, at the end of the movie, Terrence Mann is there and the wife is there, Annie and Kevin Costner and the brother. And the brother is the one that's telling them you're bankrupt. You're bankrupt. You're going to lose the house. And it basically says, um, it basically says, you know, the whole thing is, is you're bankrupt. No, and the little girl's telling him, no, daddy, they'll come. They'll come. They'll come for miles around. He says, he says, the bank will open in the morning. You got you to gotta sell it to us. You're going to go bankrupt. No, daddy, they're going to come. Do you know what that represents? That represents the voices in your head. That represents the haters that are around you. That represents the journey that you are going to walk in when you are building your field of dreams. And I want you to particularly remember this scene when you watch this movie, because I'm telling you, it was like, you're a sellout. You're a failure. You're going to go bankrupt. No, daddy, they're going to come from miles around. No, you got to give us the house note. You're going to go bankrupt. You're going to go under. No, daddy, you're going to achieve your dreams. No, daddy, they're going to they're, they're going to play baseball and everybody's going to see him. I don't know if you've been like this before, but I've been in this in terms of a fight for my life, in terms of listening to the haters and listening to my dreams and listening to my maker and knowing that I was created for this. 
So y'all, when y'all see that scene, you're going to love it. Like you are going to love it. And just think about the brother. And sometimes here's a reality, y'all. It was her brother. It was the wife's brother who kept saying, sell out. He, he literally used the word sell out, sell out, sign us over the note. Sometimes our haters are the closest to us. Sometimes our haters are the closest to us. And I'm not mad at them, but y'all know we talked about this in week one. The, the prickliest people are the people that need love the most, right? There, some people hate on you because you're doing everything they've ever wanted to do. You've got more courage in your pinky than they got in all of their body. It's called crabs in a bucket, so they're going to drag you back down. They don't want you to succeed. Because they didn't succeed. They, they didn't go for it. And so I'm not saying divorce your spouse. I'm not saying don't talk to your mom if the haters are that close. I'm not saying don't, don't be friends with your best friend. But recognize that sometimes our detractors, the ones that are whispering for us to sell out and quit, are the very ones that are closest to us. And it's not because they hate you. It's not because that. It's because they never had enough courage to do it on their own. And see, there's a difference there. You can turn around and love them and say, hey, listen, I appreciate that, but I'm doing it. I'm going for it. Y'all, there were people around me. Do you know how many people around me when I retired in October 2019 said, are you sure? Are you sure, sure? Really? You're going to leave Sirius XM? You're going to leave? Retire to do this? Like so many people said that. I said, yeah, I'm sure. My soul is sure, right? So recognize the difference. It may not be somebody, again, I think everybody is, is, uh, is, is worth redeeming. I think everybody can come around. But I, I often know in my life and in other people's lives that the detractors are sometimes the closest to us. And what you got to do is be able to say, yes, I am sure. And yes, I'm going to do it. And if you can't walk with me on the journey, then watch me. If you can't walk with me on the journey, then watch me do it. Okay. And then because we're kings and queens, guess what we do? We turn around and help other people, right? We throw the rope down for other people. We throw the ladder down for other people. We don't get to where we want to go and then say, oh, I'm too good. I got this. Hey, you didn't help me. You didn't believe in me. No, kings and queens do hard things. And, and I, we're going to talk a lot about this next week, but this is a little precursor to that. Kings and queens do hard things. Kings and queens forgive people that have never asked for forgiveness. Kings and queens throw the rope back for people that, that didn't put a rope down for them. Okay? Kings and queens do hard things. Again, people can still be, these people you're throwing the rope down to can still be right in your upper deck, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. They ain't got to be in your first few rows, but you still, a king and a queen makes a way for somebody else. I always told females that I mentored, I mentored 40 uh, sportscasters in the business over a seven-year period, and I said, there is no job, no man, no opportunity that you are supposed to have that you have to stab somebody else in the back to get. It's not. Also said, you, there's no opportunity, no man, no job, whatever, maybe that you have to step on somebody to get. It wasn't meant for you then, right? 
So kings and queens, once you are kind of on the way, um, that's that's what you do. You throw the rope down for other people. It's precisely um, one of the huge reasons I created this. Sometimes our field of dreams says, I, you need to do this now, now. Field of dreams aren't convenient. I'm changing the narrative is not convenient a lot of times. In the middle of the night when I've gotten calls from guys in trouble saying I've got a gun sitting in my lap and I'm thinking about putting it in my mouth. And this true story, and he says, I don't even know how I found your number. I have a new phone. You're not even in my phone. Like you're not even a contact in my phone anymore. And somehow I found you at two o'clock in the morning, y'all. This king had a newborn at home and was raising two other, another man's kids that was never in the life. And I was able to get him help and we got him help. I called the school and he's thriving and surviving now. And, and it's, he's not just surviving, he's thriving and it's awesome. But I'm telling you something, it's, it's, it's inconvenient sometimes. But guess what? That's what you do as kings and queens. Your field of dreams, I'm going back to, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you effort, time. Money. When other people are out doing fun things, when we get out of this pandemic, man, you're going to have your nose down. You're gonna, it's, it's either in your transformation or for your thing. So the other thing that, that I want you to write down, and this is, this is kind of pre-homework for week five, is what's the long-term plan? It's a long-term plan. Go ahead and dream. Sketch it out. If it's you. If you're the transformation, what's the long-term plan? Sketch you out. Make you a stick figure. Tell me how happy you are. Tell me how you're, how you're doing. Tell me, you know, how, Kyle, how, uh, how all the new, the consulting is going and the new therapy and all the new things you're doing, right? Like, Matt, tell me how happy you are in your new job. Amy, tell me about what you look like in 2022. Karen, tell me all the new words and names you call yourself, right? Like, Tell me what the long-term plan looks like. All right. And we're almost uh, done tonight and then we'll have a little bit of back and forth. But here's, here's the, here's the part of the long-term plan. It's not just for you. As a matter of fact, it ain't about you. I'm changing the narrative really has nothing to do with me. I'm just the conduit. It's about me uh, lifting up and touching other people and empowering them to tell their story. That's it. So your long-term plan is gonna change your family. It's gonna change your community. It's going to change your job, your workplace. And just like they say at the end of the movie, people will come. People will come. They're going to come from miles around. 
Let me just, let me just open your heart. Like open it up right now. Let me pour into it and tell you people will come. If you build it, they will come out. If anybody's got kids or you got nieces or nephews, man, out of the mouth of a child, that child in that movie said, they'll come from miles around, daddy. They'll come and watch baseball, daddy. They'll come and remember, daddy. They'll come and remember their family and remember the, the purity of baseball. They will come. If you build it, they will come. I am telling you right now, if you work on your field of dreams, if you pour into it and, and seasons may come and seasons may go, you may see four winters. You may see three springs. I don't know what you're going to see, but I know they'll come because if it's in your heart, if there's, if it's a calling, it's there for a purpose. It wasn't put there by accident. I know this. I know this because of my own journey. And at the very end of the movie, I want you to watch for these lines. Terrence Mann says, um, they will come, I'm going to cry, <laughs> and they will feel like they dip themselves in magic water. Memories so thick that they'll have to brush them away from their face. People will come, Ray. And then the detractor, her brother says, you're bankrupt, Ray. And the, and the child says, people will come. And the detractor says, her brother says, the bank will foreclose on you in the morning. And Terrence Mann says, no, people will come. Listen to me. I am the good voice. I am telling you tonight, I'm Terrence Mann from Field of Dreams. People will come and they will come from miles around. But you can't quit. You can't put crops back on that land. You cannot plow over the Field of Dreams. You can't turn it back to what it was before. Y'all, there is zero way that I could go back to sports casting now. Zero, zero, zero. When I moved down here to Jacksonville, I had a friend say, a friend of a friend say, you know, he's got owns a radio station. He said, you know, we have a show called um, uh, uh, Heels on the Field. And sometimes we need to fill in and maybe you could fill in. And, and I had to nicely say to him, no. No, I, I so appreciate that. Thank you for thinking of me. But like, it's not in my wheelhouse anymore. Now, I'll, I'll host things like the Chick-fil-A Bowl. I'll host, you know, where, where, I'm, where I'm a moderator or a host. But doing what Tracy does now, if y'all haven't followed her, by the way, she was like holding it down with some former NFL players the other night, like doing a great job, which we all know doing this via Zoom is so hard and technology. And she did an awesome job. She's amazing. Go follow her. And we'll have a time, by the way, where we all put our our socials on the Facebook group. We make sure that we're all we're all together in that regard. But there's no way that I could go back. And and you may not your field of dreams may be a passion project where you always work and you do it on the side. It may be you. But I'm telling you, once you flip the switch, once those lights go on in your field of dreams, don't you dare turn them back off. Once the lights go on in your soul and you get it and it gets a hold of you, you won't ever, there, there, nobody will ever be able to ever pull your plug. The only time my plug will be pulled is when I go to meet my maker and actually the lights will stay on because I've continued to pour into people, love on people, teach them, raise them up, teach them to speak. We're starting a speaker bureau in 2021. Why? Because my mom's mortality and watching. Her body, I was thinking about it today, y'all. This week, I had two friends 
lose their mother this week and one of my classmates today passed from COVID. And I went back and I thought about the day that my mom passed and I watched her pass. And not to be morbid, but I just have to tell you, her body was in our living room for about three hours before the coroner came to get her. And and it actually wasn't freaky. What it was is it reminded me that we are just a shell. Our physical bodies are just a shell. Her life force was no longer there. To be absent in your body is to be present with the Lord. And what it taught me was... I'm going to die. I could die tomorrow. I could die in 20 years. Who knows when I'm going to die? But I didn't want my movement to die with me. And so I said, well, how can I make sure this lives on? And so I've been doing it for years, but we formally introduced it. And we're, we're interviewing and working on it. Matt knows all about it. Emma knows all about it. Where it's a speaker school where I teach other people the mechanics and marketing and all of those things. It's a speaker school. And then we represent you and negotiate and we teach you how to go out and use the principles of I'm changing the narrative, blend it with your own story to tell your story and to, to change your community and affect your people and to go out in the world and you be the conduit. And I thought about that after my mom passed away. I thought, what would happen to my movement if I died or when I died? Because I'm going to die and I'm not scared to die anymore. After I saw my mama's body there, I, I just thought my people are going to meet me. I know where I'm going. And so for me, my lights aren't going to go out on my field of dreams because I poured into somebody else. I, I passed it on to somebody else. I've equipped somebody else. I've helped somebody else prepare their field of dreams. Right. So I want to encourage you and, and have you think about it as you are, as you were thinking about your FOD, who were you encouraging? I love you guys. I hope you enjoy. And remember, if you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come. If you build it, they will come.